We are getting so close to episode number 300. I can hardly contain myself. What is going on? This is such an incredible community. I am so glad that you met me back here for another episode here on the Systemize Your Life podcast because today we are talking about some nitty gritty. You want to get like in the weeds. You want to geek out and nerd out on routines with me. Well, then today is your day. We're going to be talking about what is a routine just briefly because we've got tons of content out there, like tons of it, where you can read more about that. Then we're going to talk about how to identify when a routine that you have established needs, (laughs) on purpose or not, needs to be changed or adapted in some way. And then we're going to talk about three different types of routine transitions. Yes, there are three different types of transitions that you can make when it comes to taking your routine from what it is now to what you think it needs to be in order to keep up with your growing kiddos and that constant, ever-evolving, changing, chaotic schedule of yours. So this is definitely a day when you are going to want to take some notes. I've got vocabulary. I've got examples. We've got incredible information here to share with you. I can't wait to get into it. This was a beautiful recommendation from a mama in our community, and I'm so excited to bring it to you. Without further ado, let's dive into today's episode. Systemize your life with Chelsea Joe. That's me. And this is a podcast for modern women who are eager to live with more meaning and less overwhelm. We're about to tap into some fiercely meaningful relationships banging organization and time management strategies, and a rock-solid plan for our personal well-being with functional systems to those problems we all go through. Girl, if you feel like you're watching life go by from a window on the Hot Mess Express, then it's time to roll up your sleeves, dig in, and get your life out of the chaos and into confidence. This episode is going to really educate and take you to a whole nother way of thinking about routines. Now, if you've been around for a while, you know that I talk about routine stacks a lot. Routines, routine stacks. I put routine stacks inside of time blocks. That's really where the magic happens. That's how I have consistency and predictability. And that's how I systemize systemize things. That's how my kids get their consistency. That's how they're able to thrive and function and have really great behavior. It's how my husband and I are able to stay connected. That's like at the core and the root of all of our systems is the routines inside of it. That's like on the micro level. I feel like systems are are the macro part of what we do, the time blocking systems, all the other systems that we have. But inside there, the way that you kind of guide yourself and you go through things are with routines. So I said that briefly, I would talk about what a routine is. And that's basically it. A routine is something that you do over and over and over again. And it's a series for me, it's a series of things. Sure, you may routinely brush your teeth every morning. Great. But that's a part of a specific routine of things. And so when I'm talking about 
routines, I'm always talking about like a a couple items, like a domino. It's this one thing that then leads to a few other things. And unfortunately, if you're not intentional about this stuff, you will routinely (laughs) be doing things that you don't want to be doing. Your routines will not be productive. They will, I mean, they will be producing negative results Um, but they won't be productive in the sense where they're producing that outcome that you were really hoping for, where you're actually getting things done, or uh, even if it's relationally, right, and how you relate to people, it's not always just task oriented, but you want to be doing and, and setting up intentional routines, you want to be crafting these things, you may not have put any intention behind the routines you have created thus far, but now is a really great time to start. So as I go into how to identify when a routine needs to be changed or adapted, I want you to just start making a mental note. Maybe you're writing it down of what routines in your life currently do need to be changed or adapted. Now, how do you know? How do you identify those things? Well, first and foremost, there will be a bottleneck. That's the number one You'll feel it. You probably already know. Like bedtime is terrible. Everyone's up super late or we're late every single morning. We can't get to school on time. I'll be real honest. That, let me give you a great example. Here, let me give you an example. A routine that needs to be changed or adapted in my house right now is my morning routine block and my morning routine, (laughs) my getting ready routine that whole routine needs to be changed because I am not completing it when I'm supposed to. And then I'm not available for my kids to help them through their morning routine, which their before school routine, I mean, which means that we're not getting to, we're getting to school on time, but it's by the skin of our teeth and I hate it. And I've identified that. And now it's time to make small changes and then that routine will be fixed, right? And then it will actually produce what we want it to produce. So it's really that simple. It's pretty mathematical. In in my mind, it's like one plus one equals two. Well, we're not getting two right now. Well, that's because we're not adding one plus one. We're adding one plus zero, <laughs> right? So it's really, really black and white when you step back a little bit and you look at, okay, how do I identify when it needs to be changed or what needs to be changed? Really, we can talk about that for a second in here very quickly is the, like, when does it need to be changed? When it's not working anymore. When things are hard, when they're sticky, when they're like gunked up, when it's causing arguments, when it's causing friction, if it's causing frustration, if it's causing you to be late, that, if it's causing messes, like constant messes are being left, then there's like a serious problem and a routine needs to be changed. Okay. Now what? How do you identify what needs to be changed in a routine? I could do a whole series on this, but honestly, it's like, what is the first domino and then tip the dominoes. If your first domino in your routine is tipping and it's going well, great. Go to the next one. Did that one tip? Great. Go to the next one. Did that one tip? Whatever, wherever the domino stops tipping, that's where you go. That's what you need to look at. So whenever we look at, okay, Some days we get to school 15 minutes early. Some days we're there 50 seconds 
before the bell rings and it's a nightmare. Why? What's the difference? Okay, let me look at that. Well, (laughs) case in point, this day, mom did what she was supposed to. This day, mom did not. So it becomes very clear. So just sit down and look at things without being emotional about it and say, all right, what's happening? And if every single day was happening that way, then it would be very, very easy for me. But maybe you're like, look, everything is just not going the way that I want it to right now. And I don't even know where to start. Start in the messiest place. Messy either in the actual physical crud that's all over your house. Go there. If your kitchen is like a problem, then what routines do you have around that? Maybe it's your dinner routine. Maybe it's the dishwasher routine of loading and unloading. Like just go there. Or it might be, again, relationally where there's arguments, there's frustration, there's friction, (laughs) there's meltdowns with the toddler, right? I just coached a mom in a side of our weekly group, group coaching where this was like the thing that she brought forward that was really giving her the most like frustration when it comes to being able to move through her day with ease to be able to show up in her business and she's got an incredible business but there are like these things and it was like these toddler meltdowns of getting out the door on time you know the before school routine and so we worked through what some of those options were for her and she's going to go test them and come back and let me know how that goes And this was the key conversation is like, what is the thing that is keeping that domino, that series of dominoes from rolling? And there's often something so evident in there and the answer will become really clear to you. Okay, so now let's talk about the three different types of routine transition transitions that you can use. And these are... (laughs) these are like real things. And you probably have never heard these words before. You could probably Google them and you would not find anything but my blog post on this. But here's why. Nobody, nobody nerds out on routines like I do. (laughs) This is like my jam. I think about this stuff all the time. And so here's the three types of transitioning your routines. First one is the gradual release of responsibility. This is a, this one is so huge. It's so unbelievable. Number two is layering transitions. And number three is the replacement. So let's get into what each of these are. And I'll give you some examples. So the gradual release of responsibility, when you're looking to transition your routines to keep up with your kids, they've outgrown certain routines, you know, and they're so, this is literally happening really at a slow pace every single day, but we're living at such a fast pace. Our frequency does not pick up on this at all. And this is what I'm going to ask you to do (laughs) with the gradual release of responsibility. You allow this routine that you have to stay the same, but the person in charge of specific tasks within that routine is going to change. So as your kids grow, they become extremely capable of taking on more. But if you aren't transitioning gradually with them, 
one day you're going to look up because you've been running on such a high frequency and you've not been taking note of the gradual transition of their ability to take on responsibility. You've not been guiding that ship in that direction. All of a sudden, like you're just going to start asking them to do things. that's not been gradual and it's going to be a really, really, really hard shift. What I want you to do is to have easy shifts in your routines. So here's an example of what this looks like. Frankie and our after school routine. So the after school routine I've noticed needs some transitioning mainly because of her ability to be independent. I have more work that I need to do with Bailey with her homework and then all of the other things that need to get done with the backpacks and the lunch boxes and everything else. I'm feeling friction on what to do with both of those things. I can't be in the kitchen cleaning lunch boxes at the same time as I'm helping Bailey with her homework. Great. What do I do? Do I stay frustrated? No. I look. Gradual release of responsibility. Frankie's great at doing dishes and Bailey actually could too. She's just not quite there yet with the other parts of her routine. So she's not the person yet. We're still working on getting the sand out of the shoes people and not on the tile not on the tile, outside. We don't, we dump the sand outside. I don't understand. It actually ended up in her bed. I mean, it ends up, it ends up everywhere. Why must they continue to put sand on the children's playgrounds? I just, it needs to stop. It's horrible. If you know what I'm talking about, we were walking through the park the other day. I digress, but this, uh, this little kid was like in the sand and I was like, oh my gosh, so cute. And she's like, yeah, until it ends up in your bed. And I just started laughing so hard because it's so true. So Frankie now gradually I'm transitioning her to washing her lunchbox. And the other day I said, Hey sis, would you mind taking, would you mind washing your lunchbox? This is me gradually giving this. I will ask a few times over the span of probably two months, right? Maybe even a month, depending on how she takes to it, which I'll tell you how she took to it. And then eventually it will become more frequent. And it's super gradual. They don't even know what's happening, except for Frankie. Probably most kids will know what's happening, but you just act like they don't know what's happening. And you don't act like you act like you don't know what's going on. And it's great. She was like, Mom, no, the rule was I do all of this. And then you wash the lunch lunchbox. So for a long time, the part of the routine was just get your stinking lunchbox home because she kept forgetting it. And that was the first part of the after school routine is pick it out of the lunch tub. The bell has rang, pick your lunchbox out of the lunch tub on the way out the door and bring it home. Well, if she forgot it, it was nasty and disgusting the next day and she had to wash it. That was it. I'm not, I'm not touching that and I'm not washing that for you. You need to figure out how to remember how to get that thing home. Well, now she remembers. She's like, I didn't forget it. You said you'd wash it. <laughs> I put my ice block away, like my backpack where it's supposed to be, my homework's where it's supposed to be, you know, all that kind of stuff. And I was like, well, you know what? I really need to sit with Bailey. Would you mind just washing it for me today? Not a big deal. She said, sure. So we're going to keep doing that. That's a gradual release of responsibility. Quickly, another example of this is Bailey with her morning routine. She's now getting herself dressed. We lay the outfit out in her bedroom the night before. She gets herself dressed in the morning. We don't have to do it with her. That's a gradual release of responsibility, transitioning the routine into what we need it to be from what it always has been. Number two, let's talk about the layering transition. So the definition of this is just a piece of a routine is changing until 
that one part is solid. So whatever it is that you change, just change one piece of your routine. And then once that is solid, then the next part of the routine can change. And this can either be adding or taking away a layer. You're adding something in, you're taking something out. Adding, let's give you an example. And you can think of where you may or may not have already done this and just didn't even know that this is what you were doing. Kudos to you. Or maybe this is something that you need to try. As Bailey has gotten older, her bedtime has shifted to be a little bit later. We sleep trained her. She's gone to bed at 6.30 p.m. every night of her life. It really started out at 6, to be honest. It could have been 5.30 for a long time, and we would have to stretch it. She sleeps from 6.30 to 6.30 or 6.30 to 7. Now she can stay up kind of to 7. Her eyes roll in the back of her head as she's brushing her teeth, like literally falling asleep. (laughs) If we get her to 7 or 7.30, it's a dang miracle. And then she sleeps all night long. So, but we have noticed that if we put her to bed at 6.30, she'll go to bed, but she's not like melting down, literally in tears, kicking, screaming, can't function at 6.30 like she used to be. And so we can play with that a little bit and she can stay up and hang out with the family a little bit more. So we have this extra 30 minutes or so in the evening that we didn't used to have And we've seen this huge shift that that time needs to be filled with something productive because if not, we lose her and she's just gone and the routine is gone. We don't know what's going on. Dude Perfect is now on, which if you have not watched Dude Perfect on YouTube, highly recommend it. It is such a family show. Dude Perfect. YouTube it. It's amazing. It's such a fun family show. They just had a cruise. They tour. It's like stinking amazing. Watch the dude perfect backstage pass video. So great. Anyway, we will get lost in that. And then everyone's up. She's up past bedtime. It's 730 or later. And that is what we do not want. So that's a great indicator that it's time to add something into the routine, the bedtime routine. We now have this extra 30 minutes to fill. We need to add something in. You don't need to change the entire routine. You just need to try layering in one thing. Let's talk about what it looks like to take away. A really good example of taking away a layer is a routine when you realize something you have always had or have always been doing at that specific time of day doesn't need to be there anymore. One routine that I had for the longest time at the end of each day was reloading the diaper bag for the next day. And that obviously no longer lives in our routine, right? And so we could just take that piece out, which leads me to the very next and last part of transitioning routines, which this is the replacement So sometimes when you take something out, you can just be done with it altogether. Maybe you put after school sports in and so you lost a big chunk of time somewhere else or maybe you had a change in a schedule. Now your kids need to get to school earlier. So your morning routine now has breakfast in the car instead of breakfast at the kitchen table, right? Things are going to ebb and flow and change. And maybe sometimes you need to take things out to make that much smoother, Now, when it comes to replacement, sometimes when you take things out, you're actually putting something right back in, which is what I just said. We now are not reloading the diaper bag. We are reloading go bags. And no, we don't do this every night. We just know that the go bag needs to be taken care of. They actually sit in the floorboard of the backseat of the car so that they're always there. But we do have to go through them. And for me, 
this now, a new thing that has been kind of replaced in my nighttime routine is making sure that my bag is loaded for when I go to the co-working space the next day. There's so many different examples that I could give you of replacement because this is, I feel like this is what we're constantly doing. At least I am to test and see what's really, truly going to be the most effective for our family. Okay. Here's another amazing example for those of you that have nursed your babies. This for sure is a perfect example just to give you a picture of a replacement transition in a routine. You literally replace nursing with something else every single time. So we replaced with, you know, rocking and reading books. And first in the beginning, we did both of them together and then we slowly transitioned them out. So you are just literally replacing something in a routine with something else that's better suited. It's pretty self-explanatory, but I do want to give you one other example because it brought me so much joy. Something that we recently replaced in our routines was our family time on Mondays. And so, yes, this is a fundamental need for us to have uh, family fun once a week or a couple times a month outside of the house, inside of the house, like we get creative with what this looks like. But we used to do Mondays after school was kind of like our hard like family in day. And then every once in a while we do stuff on the weekends, really strategic. Like, of course, we're always trying to have fun together as a family, but something that's really intentional carved out for us that doesn't have anyone else or uh, connection to the outside world through our phones, right? We're really just kind of focused on the family. We've always done that on Mondays. And just recently, we, we replaced it with going out, like literally going out on the town, as my grandmother would say, on a Friday night. And it's the first time we've done this since we had Bailey. So it's been five and a half years, five years. We have literally not been out of the house on a Friday night unless it was like with a sitter. And honestly, we don't really even do that that often. Um, and it was so fun. Like if you guys follow me on Instagram, you probably saw, I was like this, we've entered into a whole new phase of parenting. Like, and they had so much fun. I had so much fun. It was just wild and crazy to be out into the world (laughs) walking on the streets like the cutest little town with like all of these restaurants and like walking the sidewalks with other families with like our kids like our older kids and Bailey's not having a severe meltdown at 5 30 p.m screaming her eyeballs or bloody eyeballs out homegirl needs her bed as much as her mom does like it just was so cool. We had, I mean, it's been hard. Bailey's been very, very challenging in the most rewarding way I could ever imagine, but it was like a breath of fresh air. And that is what a swap, a literal replacement in your routine is supposed to feel like. That's how, you know, like this is the sweet spot. This is exactly what we needed. I'm so happy we did this. You're going to be happy that you did it. And please just take these and run with them. Figure out what feels good to you by testing it. Don't get so stuffy and stuck in the details and the perfectionism that you can't even try something new. Be okay with, hey, let's see if this works. And then maybe it doesn't, but that's how you learn, right? And no one else needs to know you're doing this. You don't need to have buy-in from your kids. You don't need to have buy-in from your husband. You're sneaky like that. 
Like you can go and try these things and be real sneak sneak and no one needs to know. And then you're going to smile when it works. And then you're going to go sneak another cookie or two when no one's watching like I did today in the pantry. Oh my goodness. You're going to be so excited. And then you're going to come tell me about it and I'm going to cheer you on and we can cheers to those cookies that we're sneaking and those changes to the routines because that is what it is all about. All right, friends, thanks for joining me here. I can't wait to meet you back here real soon for another episode on the Systemize Your Life podcast. Hey, before you go, if today's episode was meaningful to you, I know it will be for others. So please head over to iTunes, subscribe, then leave a review so more women can join our community too. And did you know that you can have an incredible impact on the women in your life? That's right. All you have to do is share what you learned today. Take a screenshot of this very podcast, tag me, and post it in your stories. What do you say we make a mighty breadcrumb trail for all the other women around us so we can make a change to the culture of how we care for each other and ourselves? I'll look forward to connecting with you over on Instagram. Until next time on Systemize Your Life with Chelsea Joe.